everybody. Welcome back to Pretend World Drill People. As always, I'm Tyler, and it is super flipping hot. Apparently, everybody is experiencing a heat wave, including us, but we're we're in a dry climate. I can't complain that much. However, it just it does not <laughs> does not alleviate how much I was baking in my car running errands today. But to, thankful to the gods of AC, I'm back in my office. I'm recording this intro. Ah, and I'm relaxed. I went to the comic book shop. Picked up the last run of the Rocketeer comic series, which, if you haven't read it and you're not a fan of the Rocketeer, you probably shouldn't check it out. Uh, I'm just a massive fan. So that was really cool, and now I am ready to get into this episode. I'm whew, fully alleviated from the heat, so I hope, for one, all of you listeners out there, you're, you're comfortable, you're cool, and you have a little snack for you while you're listening to this episode, or you know while you're just driving, turn that AC on because life is too short to not be comfortable if you have the option. Anyway, let's get right into this episode. So when I reached out to members of the adult film industry, I thought maybe I'll get, you know, like one person, get that perspective, and then that would be it. But I did hear from somebody else as well, and I thought it'd be really cool to have two different perspectives from the industry itself. This guest also started out in the industry in the early 2010s, and then eventually just transitioned into her own business empire. She has an OnlyFans, she has a private site, she has a myriad of other businesses that she runs, but she is also this incredible entrepreneur, and it was just amazing to hear how she got there, you know, starting with webcam modeling, and then diving to the adult film industry, and then creating a business for herself. This whole journey has been really interesting to hear about, and in all honesty, like, I've been interested in this side of the industry since I saw The Girl Next Door uh, with Alicia Cuthbert and Emil Hirsch because it was so Hollywood adjacent. I was just wondering, like, is it really like that? <laughs> like, what, what, what are the parameters of working in this other side of the business? So you'll hear a lot about that, and you'll hear a lot about some nerdy things like uh, which Hogwarts house you belong to and uh, <laughs> a plethora of other uh, just conversational topics as well that I won't spoil. So let's, let's get right into it. I'm going to shut up. I'm going to enjoy some of this water here. I'm going to cool off. But let's sit down, let's have a chat with the lovely Lauren Phillips. I am Lauren Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> and I am uh, uh, an adult actress, porn star, influencer, whatever name you want to give me, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> That that is the best intro someone's given for their name. <laughs> so, like, so much like I'm Lauren Phillips, dude. <laughs> awesome. uh, perfect. Well, I am. Um, yeah, you mentioned that you know you're you're an adult film actress. You're an influencer. You're a model. Uh, which uh, I actually want to ask here, which came first for you? Have you always been more of a performative person? Do you have your eyes set on? Uh, on modeling, on getting into the industry. I know from reading that you were a dancer as well. You still are a dancer, right? I was a professional dancer for five years. I am trained uh, for about 15 something years since I was little. And uh, I actually went to college for dance as well. So I've always been a performer. So that's kind of I don't dance as much but I guess I I recently this year have started uh feature dancing so I feel like that's in the realm of dancing 
Oh, uh, excuse me for being like completely misinformed, but what, what is a, what is a feature dancer? So a feature dancer is a performer. So it can be, they are called uh, showgirls if they just do feature dancing, or it can be porn stars. And basically they go to different strip clubs and they are the headliner. So when I do that, like I have a show coming up this coming weekend, this weekend is coming up, <laughs> this uh, 16th, the 17th and 18th. Wow, I have my days kind of mixed up right now. But um, uh, I will be going to San Diego uh, to expose. And what I do is I do two shows, two nights. And that is like for, they're like 20 minute shows. <laughs> So you are the headliner. So that's what I, that's, everyone knows kind of what a headliner is. Yeah. That's what it is. I am the headliner. That sounds exhausting. Like a 20 (laughs) minute show twice in one night. (laughs) It's pretty exhausting. Um, I usually have, uh, I'll come with three sets. So I have three, uh, three different themes because I like themes because that's how I was brought up as a dancer to have themes and it's easier for me to go and do like when I was in Philadelphia, it was April. So it was more Easter. So I had a, um, a bunny theme, like an old Easter theme. And I gave out little Easter eggs that had either chocolates or there was like three or four people that had a paper that said winner and they would get prizes. Um, and then I had (laughs) a Barbie theme. Uh, and then I also had, um, a Playboy bunny one. So, and they all are different, different themes, different dances, different songs. And I rotate them so that, um, the first night it's two completely different, uh, two completely different dances. And then the next night, because obviously it could be a different crowd. I might repeat one dance, but the other dance will be completely new. So it's kind of easier to do it that way. Wow. I, that's, that's a lot to put into your shows. That's super cool. Yeah. Like right now I'm actually, when, when I like get done with this, I actually have to, so it's not Easter anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, what do I want to do? And I, I, I want to do my Barbie theme, but I just recently got a whole Jessica rabbit costume that I, I have cu- customly designed for me so no one has it so I actually have to create a a whole playlist for this costume (laughs) that I have not done yet (laughs) that I am not done yet so like how much sleep do you get on an average night it seems like that I mean that along with everything else keeps you so busy every single day five to six hours of sleep dang really yeah I'm a really bad I'm a really bad sleeper anyway like Uh, I'm really yeah I I am a bad sleeper like for me to get if I get at least five hours of sleep that's like a good night's sleep for me are you are you a caffeine person you're pretty heavy in caffeine or Uh, yeah I am (laughs) (laughs) I assume is that is that green tea no so it's called 5050 from uh what's it called Shake Shack or something like that. Oh, okay. And okay. it has uh iced tea and lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> well, that will definitely refresh uh somebody on a I assume 110, 150 degree day. Uh so <laughs> going back um 
you know, before the the, the headlining and the, and the feature dancing, I actually want to talk about how you got into the industry. Was it something that you sort of happened upon? Did you know people in it? What was your uh, what was your journey like just going from dancing to to the adult film industry? Um, so I got into the adult industry. Uh, the whole thing of how it started was I was dancing about five, six years as a professional dancer. I was working at least, I think, four jobs. So I was a nanny, I was a dance teacher, and then I had two dancing gigs. So I was with a modern company, and then I was a backup dancer for a Tina Turner impersonator. Now remember, the 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 dance the dance gigs that I have, they're gigs. They're like random throughout the month. It's not constant, you know? So I had two regular steady jobs and, but I had like rehearsals all the time. So it was like a lot going on. And I just, the appreciation that you put into your art, it just doesn't show. And I had talked to one of my friends that I danced with. I actually taught her when she was younger and we just became, we were so close in age. Uh, we just became friends. Like um, my best friend in New Jersey is my dance teacher. Like I was in her wedding. That's how close you get. Whoa. And yeah. <laughs> and um, she was like, I was talking to her. I was like, Hey, I got to figure out what to do. I'm starting to hate like my art and I really don't want to hate it. I want to still love it. And she, <laughs> she was like, you know, you'd be great as a porn star. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I never thought of that. So I, I did some research. I Googled it, right? Just Googled. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I knew I had to go to Florida and I, or uh, LA or Florida and I are Las Vegas, which I didn't want to go to Las Vegas at that time. Um, but I needed to know if I could have sex in front of people because I've never had sex in front of people, you know, who besides like hiding public in public to have sex and never <laughs> purposely in front of people. So I went and as I was researching, I found about the swinging community and I was like, oh, and in Atlantic City, which I'm from New Jersey, uh, there was a swingers club and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go and this is going to be how I see if I can, you know, fuck in front of people. And I went there by myself (laughs) and I introduced myself and the people really nice the host took very good care of me. The club took very good care of me. I was, they knew, I, I found out I was a unicorn and they had like, I went on a very good night. They had glow, like glow bracelets that told you what kind of swinging that you're in. I didn't even know there was a different types of swinging. What? So they were showing, <laughs> they were showing me the list. So like voyager, uh, exhibitionist, yeah. soft swap, full swap. Like, like it was just different, all different. And I was like, oh, this is, this is cool. Um, so I ended up fucking three couples that night. I stayed until 4 a.m. The, the, the club was so nice. Roleplay Lounge was like amazing. They walked me out to my car to make sure I was safe wow. and everything. They were super great. And I was like, oh, I can do porn. So <laughs> uh, on New Year's Day, um, I had like New Year's Day dinner with my folks, which were uh, I'm Pennsylvania Dutch, so we do a German traditional dinner, which is pork and sauerkraut, to start the year with luck. And my packed up my car and drove the 16 hours to Florida by myself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and 
Um, I didn't know where the fuck I was going to living. Like when I shot my first porno, which was in 2013 in Miami, it was called Mount Ball. And I was still actually living in a hotel with all of my stuff in my car because I hadn't found an apartment yet. <laughs> that was how, oh. <laughs> yeah, it was just, okay, I'll figure out what happened. And so I shot three pornos in Miami and I, I was like, I love this. This is great. Uh, how am I going to stand out now? Because uh, there was, there's a lot of girls in porn. And I didn't know how to stand out. So I went to Exotica and I met a couple people and I had a fellow, um, I guess who, now they're called clip artists. Uh, at that time they were called amateur porn stars, but now it's clip artists. And she was like, you should start camming. So I was like, that's a great idea. And just to let you know, at this time, camming and porn stars were not merged together yet. Avian oh, okay. was just doing two porn, two porn stars as their host. Camming and porn were not together. It was not a, it was like you were a porn star and every once in a while you would cam or you were a cam model and you just stayed there. You know, so it was not like, I think the only person that Colin might have merged, if I remember correctly, was Romy Rain, but it wasn't really popular yet. It wasn't a big thing yet. There wasn't like AVN now has a porn star and a cam model. It wasn't like that yet. Like my free cams was not uh, sponsoring AVN, stuff like that. That was not happening yet. So I was like, great, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to cam for a couple years, build up my, <laughs> build up my bank account to get my ass to LA and build up my, my fans so that they want to see me in porn and that it shows how demand I am. So that was my business plan. Whoa. So, yeah. <laughs> so I cammed on Chatterbait for two and a half years as a full-time cam model. I did 40 hours a week on top of making custom videos and stuff like that. And then in two and a half years, I packed up my stuff. I only knew one person in LA that I had met. And that was, um, that was Siri at the time. And she was actually leaving the industry at that time. And I was coming in. So she was helping me. And <laughs> I packed, I packed everything in my suitcases and then shipped stuff that I couldn't and went to LA, not knowing anybody else except for one person. <laughs> and um at that then so uh I started taking advice with people and I started networking and I was going to all the different parties I could go to I'm I'm Lauren Phillips I'm Lauren Phillips I'm gonna sh I, shoot me shoot me shoot me I was independent my first year I got there I went to LA May 26 that's when I moved there and it took me Three months of networking and August 1st was my first, um, what was it? My first LA porn shoot, mainstream porn shoot in August. So it took me Whoa. three months to do, to build up my name, to get me on there and to know people. Boom, mm -hmm. boom, boom. So I was booking myself very well. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of hustle. It's a, it's a lot of information to try to keep upon and really know, hey, do I have my information? Do I have my information? All this stuff, calendar, everything was boom, 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 boom. And after my first year, uh, there were some companies that would not book me without an agent. So uh, my, I don't know, I want to say confident, but determined would be probably the word. My determined ass went up to my agents that I have now. 
And I was like, I had talked to them before, but I wasn't ready yet. Now I was ready. And I was like, I want a meeting. (laughs) I didn't ask for one. I demanded one. (laughs) And we did a meeting and it was uh, four meetings in a row. And then we finally agreed upon everything. And that year I joined with them. I've been with them for now, I think six or seven years. I think six years, six years. So, and I've been in, you know, that's kind of how I started. And I, I knew I wanted to be a ginger. I love red. Red's my favorite color. I'm a natural ginger anyway. I'm curvy. So that's not going, that's not going nowhere. And um, I'm, I'm white. I'm very fair skin. It's going to, I don't tan. I don't want fake tan. I, I knew that I had a niche going on and this is just how, who I am. And I wanted my brand to be where I was raw, like you saw raw emotions and that's kind of how I've been. And uh, I wanted to show that I was professional, reliable. And my one goal, which I had told my agents when I first started that when people see my name on a call sheet, that they're excited because they know it's going to be an easy day, that they're going to have fun that day. It's not going to be a hard day. It's going to be a great day. And I have accomplished that. So that's kind of how I got into it. <laughs> it's such that's a long story. Crazy. No, that's <laughs> no, it was it was amazing because any question I had in between like different points in that story, you already answered. And it's I love the uh, the moving to LA stories for for anybody, but for you, I mean you went Jersey, Florida to LA, and now you know you're you are where you are. It's it's crazy how you busted your ass, you know, like mm-hmm. you said, 40 hours a week doing you know cam modeling just to, to yeah. get to that point. And when you didn't have representation, are the, I assume there are contracts within, you know, the the porn industry as well. Did you have to sort of enlighten yourself as far as the like the vernacular or the wording on those different contracts to make sure everything was set? Well, there's only certain con- there's only two main contracts or paperwork that you would say they're not actual con like they're contracts, but they're not considered. They're just paperwork, okay. uh, which is a two. It's a two two five seven that shows that you indicate that you are of age. So I don't know if you know of a mainstream actress. Her name is Tracy Lord. She actually, back in the day, uh, what this is how it all got changed. I'm yeah. gonna give you this is the history. Give me the give me the lowdown. <laughs> so Tracy Lord entered the porn industry illegally. Like she wasn't of age. She was not 18. She I think started when she was either 15 or 16 years old. And the once she did that, and they found out her true age. There is no porn. All the porn in the United States is taken down. And I think there's only one porn that is up, which is in Europe, because when she shot it there in Europe, that was a legal age there. But everything else is taken down. So now they have this paperwork that calls two, it's a 2257 that has, you have to have two forms of ID that are either government or state uh, issued. And it shows that you are legal. You are 18 and above. Wow. Yeah. And then we also have a model release form, which is obviously you give the rights. uh, Yes. Like the rights to the company that you're shooting here and they have rights to the content and stuff like that. And then I think their most recent one that they put in is COVID being, you know, you're with COVID, you want being on here and all about, you have a chance of getting COVID and that they're not liable, but that's, that's standard now after that, but they're the, Two two five seven model release form are the two main ones that you have. Yeah. Whoa, and incredibly pretty. Because I only know uh, of Tracy Lords from Blade and uh, Zach and Mary. 
I had no idea that she was in the adult film industry before that. Yeah, she she actually started <laughs> she started out in the adult industry. I swear, I think she was like, I want to say 15 when she started. Oh my God. And she like forged, it was, I don't know exactly how she did it, but I know that's how, you know, Does she got in. That's And that's why the whole 2257 happened and why they try to now do two forms of identification. <laughs> As they should. <laughs> Well, damn! I uh, thank you for catching because I had no idea, you know, what the what the logistics are. For I spoke to Siri about a week ago, and uh, she gave me sort of the lowdown here and there. Um, but yeah, as we kind of dive into the adult film world in this podcast, it's good to hear, you know, all these different things that they've added to it over the years. So you know, you go from uh, doing cam modeling to now you're in a full fledged adult film actress, and you have representation. You're just yeah. killing it with your career. What oh, was, thank you. What was COVID like for you? I mean, uh, trying to navigate through everything while, you know, this country was on lockdown. Was that pretty tough or did you find a, a great way to kind of uh, readjust your uh, your avenue career wise? Um, well, I was actually pretty lucky. I already I was always taught, you don't put your eggs all in one basket. So um, I already had pa- uh, passive income coming in anyway. So and with already having the camming in background. like did it affect me yes did it hit hit me financially no because I had already saved I I'm like a squirrel like I save up (laughs) a lot of stuff I don't like yes I can I can be like I can indulge every once in a while but I really do save a lot of my money and it's all like in like IRA my savings account like everything rainy day type stuff like so it didn't really hit me too hard. I think not being able to do things and having that restriction because I am, I don't form to society very well. So being forced to do something that I don't want to do or don't like, you know, have a different opinion on uh, was probably the hardest. And I went through a little bit of a depression, um, but I decided to make like, to make the best out of it and that's when I was like fuck it <laughs> I'm gonna move to Las Vegas <laughs> because I can do shit there and um I want to have the freedom if I want to go out I can go out and yeah. I want to own property so uh it kind of happened that way I'm I'm very uh ambitious and stubborn <laughs> I mean, from the sound of you just building your career, you're probably the most ambitious person I've I've talked to in recent weeks because you've you've worked your ass off, you're putting your money away. I mean, what yeah. what is an average day like for you? You know, if you have, let's say, you know, there is no average day. There is no average. Okay, let's go. Let's go based off of your your busiest day you could think of of the last I can, couple of months. I can tell you right now, like what this month is kind of like. Um, so. I I technically was supposed to like uh, be in Pennsylvania right now because this is why I had this time because I actually was going to go visit family and I was going to be back in the, in the hotel by this time. But American Airlines canceled both of my flights oh. to and from. So yes. I got completely canceled. But usually I travel a lot. Uh, so I this right now I have this weekend where I'm just doing some computer stuff uh monday i want to get on cam tuesday i'm going to get on cam and then i have to head to la with uh my emotional support animal that comes with me and then i shoot on the uh supposedly knock on wood i have a shoot on the 15th and 16th 
Then I have to drive back to Vegas because I have feature dancing on the 17th and 18th. And then I got to drive back to Vegas. So that's after my feature dance because then I uh, fly to uh, Florida and I'm there for a good week with my other business that I just started. And I'm there for a few days. And then after Florida, I <laughs> was supposed to head back to Vegas, but I got booked in Phoenix, uh, Phoenix with uh, another company that's based there. So after Florida, I'm going straight to, uh, to Phoenix, Arizona, and I'm there for two days to shoot, to then come back to uh, Vegas for the day, to then shoot on the 30th. <laughs> so that's my month right now. That's a busy month. It's yeah. usually not like that. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I usually sporadically I'll have months that get busy. So like this month is busy. But like I go back, like I can't I, I shoot on the 30th and then I have I took the first and the second off because I'm gonna go to the UFC fight that's in Las Vegas because <laughs> I wanna see uh sugar. And then I have a, a nice little break and then I go whatever shoots are in there all like it's all sporadic uh whatever like kind of goes I think I have another shoot on like the fifth or something like that I, I haven't gotten into July yet but I do go to Miami at one point for Exotica and then I'll say um I do for my sponsors which is Kumbuka Studio Studios or Rope Company and then I I do that and then I'll come back and then whatever shoots are camming uh, then I have to do shooting my own content, editing my own content, uh, posting. Right now, I'm trying to debate if I want a content manager or not. Delegating. I have a whole other business. So I have a short-term rental business. So there's a lot of stuff going on. Like I'm trying to, there's so much stuff that I do throughout the day. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. this is easy for the next question. I mean, when you have, you know, uh, say a scheduled vacation or a couple of days off, what helps you? decompress from everything that you do i'm sure you always have your finger on the pulse of your phone keeping track of all your various businesses mm -hmm. but what helps you decompress what helps you relax i like spa days oh. so i love going to a day spa like uh yeah. uh jaime and uh marie uh she's another performer uh she, me and her went to uh caesar's uh they have a cute uh, I think it's pronounced Q bath and, and day spa. And it has all those different baths and you can get massages and stuff. I like doing that. I, I actually love going out with friends and being able, like not on a, a porn aspect. Like it's, we're not there to shoot content. We're not there to do, we can just shoot the shit and kind of enjoy and relax. And, you know, me and her spent like several hours there and just kind of like, talked and because I, I feel like it's important to have friends and we work so much boom 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 I swear everybody a good like I, I don't want to say everybody because I don't know everybody but a lot of people that I know they're hustle all the time boom 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 and it's nice to kind of just to take a day and say hey let's have like a me day and we had a great time we went into different baths we went into like the sauna we had like tea and it was like <laughs> we had a great time so it was like I like that time I like to be able to take some time for myself or with my friends and see how they're doing and show them that show them that I care and show myself that I care about my body stuff like that is really important to me yeah that's incredibly anybody that owns their own business 
you know, you need that, that personal time to, to unwind and, and relax a little bit. I can tell you right now, I haven't had a vacation in all ever. So <laughs> you're, that just helps me remind myself, I, I need to schedule something like you that. You have as well. to. Yeah. So like I have, I have vacations like this, this vacation that was supposed to happen. This was actually supposed to be a vacation. Obviously I'll do a little bit of work on the side when I'm not with my family, but, um, my, my, my parents know what I do, but my immediate family, like my, my, like my small family, like my, my parents know, but the rest of my family doesn't really know. So, um, and I respect them. Like, I'm not disrespectful besides cursing, which I've cursed my entire life. Cursing for me is like another language. I am all about (laughs) it. I'm like a trucker. Um, I have no filter unless I'm, unless I'm around kids. No. Um, but, uh, like this was actually supposed to be a vacation. Unfortunately, I got a thing. But like, I have another vacation set in like September where I'm gonna go. I have never been to Disneyland. <laughs> I've been to Disney World. I've never been to Disneyland. And everyone says that they're different. And then I have to see Disneyland. So I'm gonna go to Disneyland and Universal because I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. And um, I want to go. And all that's and I'm taking a whole like. Obviously, I'll do a little bit of work. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't completely stop, but I will take time out of the day and go to the thing and you know stuff like that. Okay, I'm still flabbergasted. You've never been to Disneyland. Uh, yeah, that, I know. <laughs> that I me. lived. <laughs> I lived in LA for seven years. Seven years, Holy and shit. I never went to Disneyland. Never went to Universal. <laughs> never saw the Hollywood sign. I think the only thing iconic that I saw, yeah. like everyone's like, you need to go see is the Chinese theater and the the stars. Because the only reason why I did that was because I lived a block away from the Chinese theater at one point. I lived in Hollywood. <laughs> I lived right on Hollywood, a block away from ho- the Chinese theater. It was like a, a walk away from Hollywood Boulevard. That's the only reason why I got to see it was because I could walk to it. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. So everything else I did not get to see. I've never been, like everyone tells me, you should go to Big Bear. I've never been to Big Bear. I've never been to all these places that everyone tells you to go to. I'm like, I don't I just don't, I, I don't know. It just never happened. <laughs> you were just working, right? <laughs> I was working. I'm like, unless I like, it's going to help my work. And at that time, there was no such thing as influencers, you know, like that whole title that's now been created. There was no TikTok. There was nothing like that. And like now I'm glad that I don't live in the Hollywood Boulevard. I see everyone on TikTok, like on Hollywood Boulevard. I would totally be like, no, no, no. If you're going to make money off me being in the background, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I already, every, every time someone takes a photo somewhere yeah. and I see that the camera is facing at me, like I'm, I'm going to be in their shot. I go like this. <laughs> I'm like, no. There was there was somebody, this was years ago when the influencer thing was starting to, to really catch on, but uh, he had made a, like a blurred out face mask. Like it was, it was pixelated colors or something. And he would just put it on and people were taking selfies. So it looked like somebody's face was blurred out right behind them. It was the creepiest thing. But <laughs> I think your tactic is a little more, uh, uh, you know, efficient. <laughs> and i do have to ask before before i forget because i asked siri this since you're a huge harry potter fan which house are you i'm a hufflepuff 
Yes. Okay. I'm not alone. She said she was Gryffindor and I was Hufflepuff. I felt really bad. So yes. No, I'm okay. a Hufflepuff, man. Um, <laughs> we're very honest and loyal. Yeah. I feel so vindicated right now. You have no idea. All my friends are like Slytherin or Ravenclaw. I'm just, yeah, I'm Hufflepuff. Where, if you really think about it, we're really smart. <laughs> we're a smart group because um, what, what's his name? And Fantastic Beasts. That does all oh. the 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 um, uh, the animals and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I can't name? remember his Grimm? name right now. I'm blanking. It's like Grim or something like that. I forget oh, his name. I, I got so Google bad. this. Or else it's gonna it's gonna bug me the rest of the interview. It's uh, it's a it's a it's a very short name. Uh, like, it is Newt Newt's commander. Newt Newt's commander. <laughs> he is Hufflepuff. <laughs> He is Hufflepuff. So I think a lot of Hufflepuffs are really smart. We're pretty awesome. Not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just want to say, yeah. I'm not going to like, I have like all the whole gear. Like I have the headband, I have oh, the dude. sweater, I have the cape, I have a wand, but not like a special like characters are on. I just yeah. did the research on the app of what one would be really good for me uh, with my personality. I didn't want like a specialty, like, oh, like Voldemort had this one. Fuck that shit. Yeah, because yeah, everybody <laughs> like, has <I> those. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted a regular wand. So, and the only thing I'm thinking about doing is uh, I was going to get some Gryffindor stuff so that I could do a like porn parody of like, <laughs> 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 Jimmy Potter, the older version of her. Because <laughs> oh, I'm a ginger and I thought I would I could totally play that character. <laughs> Do you have the accent down? Uh no, I have to work on that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Well good. I'm glad I'm not the only Hufflepuff. That's and I'm super excited for you to, to go to Disneyland for sure. Um I, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I have a few more questions to, to ask you. And the next one being, um, this is a really important one. If you have a party story you could share with this podcast. So in our definition of party story, it isn't necessarily something thing. that happens. Yeah, it doesn't happen like at a party or anything. It's it's a story that happened either during your career, maybe just in your life that was so impactful, whether it's uh, funny or just completely outlandish that is stuck with you for so long, you could tell it word for word at a party at any given time. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I know it's kind I of a, a weird one to spring on you. Um, I have a story that happened at a party when I first started in the industry. You know what? Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, one of my friends, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Anyway, I won't say names. Anyway. Names. <laughs> Done. Um, it's been a long day. It's, it's only it's only one here, one thirty here. Um, but I was going to my, it wasn't my first party. It was my first Halloween party. Ooh, Halloween party. Yes. And one of my friends that had uh, invited me, I was like, be careful. I turn these parties into swinger parties. Oh boy. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you'll be fine. Blah, blah. That's not going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. And I I did not buy my costume 
So I wanted it to be a crime scene. So I took the, the you know, do it yourself, like uh, outfit, like <laughs> <laughs> that Lady Gaga had like the crime tape outfit. Oh yeah. So I made, I made my own with bra and panties and wrapping it around me. And then I took, um, I had fake blood splashed on me. And then uh, I took fingerprint ink and rubbed fingerprints on me as like I got dusted and there was fingerprints. (laughs) (laughs) I remember I just moved to LA. So I was on a budget. Okay. (laughs) And, And I remember like, I was, I didn't, I didn't know the traffic there at that time. So when I went to leave, I, I found out there was a lot of traffic. So I had asked the Uber driver, I was like, try to get me there as fast as possible. I'm so, and she, she was so great. She zooms in, she's doing all the things, like a, a nice, like actual, like taxi driver and, and got there, got me there right on time. It was really great. And I said, hi to the host. I go in, uh, we do red carpet. I'm talking to people. And then um, I end up going in the bathroom with this one girl and she finger bangs me in the bathroom. <laughs> and as someone else is trying to get into the bathroom, so they're like rattling the door and me and, and me and her are fucking in the bathroom. We finally get, get done, we do that. And I see a, two of my other friends and they're like, hey, come with us, these two guys. And we, uh, I forgot to tell you that this party was at the Chinese theater. <laughs> I love how things this are is, full circle. <laughs> so, uh, this is my first time ever being in the Chinese theater, by the way. I've never been there. I wasn't living in Hollywood yet. And so they pull me aside and we go into the one of the theaters in the Chinese theater and I get uh <laughs> I get uh fucked by both of them in a Chinese theater. So I got like <laughs> What's it called? Double teamed. <laughs> double teamed for my first experience at the Chinese theater. <laughs> I don't think, yeah, I don't think anyone's had that experience at the Chinese theater in Hollywood. No one can say they ever got double teamed in the Chinese theater. No, nope, I can. Because Lauren nope. said it here. <laughs> I I have I'm completely taken aback. I have nothing for that story. That that is <laughs> that's probably that's crazier than series when she was on the show <laughs> oh my god wow. there's you know what that's an amazing story especially for a party story and there's no clear way for me to segue into the next question but i'm gonna do it anyway we'll it out uh this is gonna be very fun so <laughs> to our listeners if it's somebody who say they're working in the arts industry or they're trying to get into it no matter you know which area they're trying to explore and they're trying to essentially make their dream career come true do you have any advice for them that you could pass along um my number one advice when it comes all right are you talking about like regular art like anything that's artistic or like more adult work I'd say uh, a, a little bit of both, honestly, because they, they do take a, a fair amount of, you know, sacrifice to, to jump into. So, you know, just anything that you think based on what, what you've uh, sort of exemplified or taken in that you could pass on to them would be extremely helpful. So as a regular, as I don't want to say regular, as an artist in general, um, I would say don't give up. It's all about the hustle. And sometimes the dream that you see for yourself 
might not be the dream that you achieve, but it could be better. For people trying to get into the adult industry as adult art type feel, remember that this is a lifestyle and that the internet is right now forever. So once it's on the internet, it can't really be taken down anymore. You know, it's there and everyone's going to see it. So you need to make, make sure that this is a choice that you want. Um, I personally, and I would love for someone to prove me wrong, uh, there is no life after porn. Yet, I haven't seen anybody, anyone, everyone that I used to use as an example have came back to porn. So there is no life after porn. After porn is when you leave and you don't come back and there's this whole other thing. So it'd be nice to be able to see somebody that actually has a life after porn. So, and doesn't come back, like they stay, but there's a thing I feel like that porn is here that kind of keeps you, you're in, in it, um, that, I don't know, it could be the way it makes you feel, the, the fan base, the, the, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but, uh, feeling sexy, the body positivity, I don't know, the, the freedom, for me, it's the freedom, like, this is a lifestyle, I'm a lifer, I think I have, like, a good, a good 20 more years or longer, um, that I could still probably like do this and perform and, and maybe expand a little bit more, but I'm a lifer. This is my thing. I don't want to go anywhere. I'm not doing, I don't, I don't do it for the money. I do it because it makes me feel free. And I feel like we all want to feel free at the end of the day in anything that we do. So you just have to find what helps you feel that way. No, I love that. That's a fantastic answer. Seriously. Like, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it it does make complete sense. Um, just keeping that in mind, uh, this whole show I, is built on us trying to live a free life. You know. Yeah, we all want to be free. We, yeah. you know, we're you know born. Uh, you know, we have this this aspect of wanting freedom, and like every like the all our ancestors, you know, came here for freedom. Um, I just feel what I want people in my industry that want to be in it. And not like what this whole pandemic and everything. I think people got scared and they were looking for extra money and they don't understand that this job is still a very intimate thing. You're like, you're having sex on camera. Like you're doing something that's extremely intimate. You're touching people, you are feeling things. And, you know, our subconscious is completely developed right out of the wound. So I could, you know, there's scenes that I do that I, and I do some extreme stuff that, um, I see a therapist every week. I do a self-care. I do meditation. I try to do it every day. I try to schedule, um, a self-care day, like, um, like a day spa type thing. Once, once a month I go to the chiropractor, like your subconscious already developed. There could be a scene where, yes, I love doing it. But mentally, your brain is trying to understand what the fuck just happened. And because your subconscious is completely programmed to form to what society thinks should be. So you still have to take that. This is still a very sensitive. This is it's, it's intimacy. You're still having intimate. I still I'm still trying to like I'm still fucking somebody. I'm still having sex with people. And I'm still trying like. For me to connect, I have to, to show that connection on camera. I have to connect with them and do things that they like. 
but it's a it's on a job aspect so like when I get on set um because I have everyone that wants to like oh like my fans like I would love to like work with you you have no idea sex off camera and sex on camera are two different types of sex like having sex with someone off camera I'm in it to win it I'm going to experience the sex on camera I have to create this fantasy for somebody so it's a job so I I do all my paperwork and I strictly go to my talent or talents or whatever. I go to the director and um, I ask the director, like, all right, for the script, what do you want me to, like, how am I supposed to be? Am I more, um, am I the aggressor or am I more submissive? Do you want me to dirty talk as much as possible? Or do you want me to come low? Is this more romantic or aggressive? For my talent, what are your, what are your uh, soft limits? What are your hard limits? What do you like? What can I put in there to make sure that you enjoy it? stuff like that it's 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 more of a you're trying to make this quick connections um it's easier when you've worked with people throughout the years now and you know them like i've i've worked with several talents so many times that we know each other now and we know what we like and if there's anything like oh hey i um uh, my nipples are a little sensitive today oh, okay no problem like your body changes all the time like Hey, I did an anal scene yesterday. My butt's a little sensitive. Can you like be careful if you are like, you know, stuff like that? Oh, okay, that's fine. Like it's it's just a different of like, all right, we're trying to make make the scene uh so that people can connect. We're making a fantasy. You know, if you yeah. I think people forget that I'm still an actress. Like you wouldn't go to Robert Paddington and ask, hey, hey Batman can you go grab your Batmobile? Like he's not Batman after he gets off. You know, so I was just watching Mission Impossible. I'm going through like a phase of watching all the Mission Impossibles. Like yeah. I wouldn't all of a sudden think Tom Cruise, uh, hey, let's go, uh, I went, let's go climb a cliff together and like go to the top and then jump off. Like it's like our swing to the other end or something like that. You know, yeah. it's a movie and he's training himself to do that because he's an actor. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. No, that's a great way of putting it too. And I, I sorry, I just saw Top Gun, and uh, yeah, I just let's, hey, <laughs> I let's go fly the jet. <laughs> you haven't seen it yet. I've seen the first one. I have not seen the new one yet. So don't tell me anything about it. I won't tell you anything. Wink. Mm-mm. Loved it. Wink. Um, that's I heard all it was I'm really, say. really good. I heard it was really, really good. <laughs> it's so, amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in uh, in you know the final statements before we, we do our last sign off and and close the uh, the recording here. I uh, just want to ask you, is there anything that we can promote with this episode, whether it's uh, one of your businesses, many of your businesses, uh, charity you really believe in, anything that we can really pass on to promote in this episode would be awesome. Um, well, uh, you can Google me or go on Pornhub and search for Lauren Phillips. Um, you can also go, uh, all my social medias are the same, which is Lauren Fills Up, F-I-L-L-S-U-P. Or if you want all of my links with all it's all my links, all my social media. All you have to do is go to lplinks with a z.com and I'll have all of my links right there. Uh, my favorite, um, I'm a huge uh, supporter for pineapple support. So I definitely think uh, mental care and uh, physical body care is very, self care is extremely important. So never forget that you are important. I love that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for, for being on the show, sharing your story, having a chit chat. One last thing I'm going to do before I stop recording here. Uh, I like what we do is uh, an awkward goodbye. 
essentially it's uh if you have you seen wayne's world I ask everybody and hardly anybody yeah wayne's okay. world party yes on. yes uh so i'm gonna do the silent countdown from three two one and when i point to you just give us your best verbal awkward goodbye and that'll be the sign off for the episode Think oh, you i don't do know that? if i can do awkward i don't know <laughs> if i can do awkward but i'll try i have my make goodbye it. that i usually do okay make make it your own make your own we're gonna have fun <laughs> with it you ready and See you later.